Konnichiwa. How do y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah. This week, the Bonsuke came out. That's the right. The new Bonsuke came out. There are three wrestlers that dropped to Jurio, Ichinojo, Tochinoshin, and Chiyomaru. That's right. Which then left three openings for three new guys. That's right. So we're talking about two of those new guys today. We are going to talk about Hokuseiho and Kimbozan. Just to give you a little idea of who they are, they're brand new to us. Well, we've been hearing about some of them for some time, but we're going to give you some details about who they are. But first... Well, there's not much of a news flash, but we'll go out and say there is. Okay, great. I have nothing really to say other than the biggest news was that Asanoyama did not make it up to Makauchi. So that overall is kind of what's dominated a lot of the news that's been coming out of Japan this last week. Because on the 27th, we found out... He's in Juria 1, but everyone's speculating on why. And Is there a scuttlebutt around why? Well, when you break it down, there are 42 wrestlers in Makuchi, and we have more guys in Sanyaku, which we'll talk about later. But the at the end of the day, there were other guys that were going to get the bump up before he did. I think if he had gone 15-0 and 0 last time, mm-hmm. he would have beaten any of the guys that we're talking about today into one of those lower Maegashira spots. He had one loss. And so that put him in like this pack of five wrestlers that were going to be moving up. And he just wasn't at the top of the list mm-hmm. because he was so far down in Jurio. You know, other wrestlers like Ted and Fuji, some of these guys that went down to the bottom ranks, Rudin, I believe as well. They had one extra tournament in Jurio before they got the bump up again. And I think that's important for people to remember. It's it's never easy in the sport. Mm-hmm. The, the promotions are never easy. And I think that that's kind of one of those things where it's meant to hold him behind so that he can get prepared. This will be a great place for him to dominate. It will obviously, if he does well, you know, bump him up to Makuchi and hopefully a good spot. And he has said himself that he will approach a sumo exactly as he has in the past and that his main goal for this next year is to get back up into Makuchi and then get back up into Sanyaku. So for him, he didn't seem all that bummed about it. Um, I'm sure it was a disappointment, of course. He's never going to be like, I'm extremely disappointed. But he is just preparing himself as long as he stays injury-free. And that's the thing that I worry about. He will come back and next time around in May will dominate. I bet he said something like, I will just continue to do my brand of sumo. Something like that. hopefully the results will come. Exactly. Probably. (laughs) Probably exactly those words. Yep, because that's what they all say (laughs) all the time. And that is about... All I have, although, thank you, Leonid from Twitter corrected me, and it is it is true. All the Jurio and Makauchi guys wear the white mawashis. I was just having a brain fart and thought, he's in the white mawashi. That's how crazy my brain is. So I've been talking about him. I don't know why he's wearing the white unless he's getting the bump up. No, you get the bump up 
to wear the white mawashi in Jirio and Makuchi. When you start getting paid. Exactly. And I was just being a ding dong and I like forgot that. And so thank you for keeping us honest. You know, there's nothing like great listeners out there. I know. To, to keep reminding us of what we already knew. Right. Right. And that we just momentarily <laughs> forgot. Yeah. And it's just been a long month, everyone. But here we are. I just wanted to say one thing. From the uh, Bonsuke, yeah, our sexiest wrestler from yeah. 2023, is now at his highest rank ever. Yes, Sekiwake. Yes, which I think and our listeners think needs to be renamed Sexiwake. Yes, yes, yes. Kitty Bayama is our Sexiwake. Yes, one of many, one of many. But uh, he really, he really does it for many of you. Let's talk about a young kid who is enormous, and his name is Hokuseiho. Now, by enormous, I mean six foot seven, okay? Should have gone into basketball, maybe. I know, but he is by far not the tallest wrestler we've had because he rivals Akebono, who was an American Yokozuna back when I started watching sumo back in the late 90s. So he's not the only big guy out there. And some of these Mongolian guys, on average, they're they're bigger than everybody else. And bigger so, and taller. Bigger yeah. and taller. And uh, he has the height. But let me just give you a little background on Hokuseiho. His name is, there's a couple of different ways. The Japanese, you know, they don't have our, they have kanji. And so it's spelled out slightly different. So I'll give you the Japanese translation of his Mongolian name and our like English version of the translation of a Mongolian name, if that <laughs> which makes is sense. always which a is little always, dangerous. Yeah, a little dangerous because we never get it right. But it is Ariuna Davaninj. I think it's a J on the end. It's uh that was awful, but just know that thank goodness we're not having to call him that name because we do need to take a Mongolian language class to be able to pronounce these beautiful names. The Japanese translated as Alunar Dawaninji. Oh, that's quite a bit different. Yeah. But I think he goes in Japanese by Osamu Hokusei or Hoji Kitasei. Lord oh, knows. wow. Lord knows. But in a nutshell, the reason why he has the Japanese name and the Mongolian name is that he was born in Mongolia. He is Mongolian. and But he, isn't he also Japanese? Well, yeah. I'm okay. about to get to that. Yeah. He came over to Japan when he was just five years old. And he came with his mother, who I think was studying like in a language school. And so he's obviously Mongolian, but has been in Japan for a long time. So if you're in Japan for more than 10 years, you can actually get your citizenship. Um, or it's just one of the one of the rules in which getting your citizenship, you have to be there for a long period of time. So even though the kid right now, I call him kid, he was born um, November 12th, 2001. So he's what, 22, I think now? Wow, 2001. Yeah. So he's really, really uh, young, and he's been very successful, very young, kind of like Hakuho. Yeah. I say that only because he at, he is at the Miyagano stable mm -hmm. with Hakuho as his Oyakata. Every stable has a one foreigner rule policy, mm -hmm. but Hokuseiho does not fit in that category because yeah, he's, he's not... a Japanese citizen. Yeah. He's just was born in Mongolia. So, but... 
I, I like to think of him as probably a kid who has more Japanese sensibilities, probably culturally understands, you know, the history of Mongolian, uh, you know, wrestling, bulk wrestling. Probably most of his identity is Japanese schooling and all that kind of stuff. But he's got the advantage of the Mongolian um, background physique. and physique that's playing very well for him. When he was little, he was persuaded to join sumo. And the reason being, he met Hakaho when he was very little. Sounds kooky, but like when he was five or six and six years old, he met him twice. And he was encouraged to go into sumo when he was in Sapporo. He joined the Sapporo Sumo Sports Boy Scouts. There's like a Boy Scout sect that's all sumo wrestling, oh, I think. Cute. Isn't it adorable? And I think through that is when he first met Hakaho. And of course, Hakaho would be a legend mm -hmm. if you're the child of Mongolian parents who probably know the legend and the celebrity that is Hakaho. He watched the Sapporo Grand Sumo Tournament, met Hakaho. Hakaho was like, kid, you better keep on with this. And so he did. And all throughout elementary school, he participated in sumo. Now, there was also a chance meeting at an airport in South Korea on their way back from Mongolia again, like the next year when he was six. And Hakaho was like, remembered who he was and was like, keep going with this thing. But what I think is interesting is that Hakaho, and maybe this is the case for all of these guys, some of these tournaments, like in elementary school that Hokuseho was part of, are the Wanpaku Children's Competitions and the All Japan Elementary School Sumo Championships. Now, those are all sponsored by the JSA. So Hakaho and other people, even as they're wrestling, already have tabs on young kids and, and like already encouraging them, keep doing sumo, keep doing sumo. And I do think that that's interesting that the JSA supports and, and sponsors these young tournaments, but... That's why we've seen young footage of like a lot of the wrestlers today. We've seen that baby or that junior high or that elementary school footage is because they're keeping tabs on these young boys, you know, and they joined sumo at 15, some of them. So it makes sense. And these competitions that he was part of were at the Koku Gikan, like the big national championship. So he did that all through fourth through the sixth grade, all through elementary school. And then he did it in junior high. He continued on. And then he decided he'd had enough. The training was too difficult. He left sumo. He didn't want to do it anymore. And that's when Hakaho came back in somehow and gave him encouragement. Now, I don't know if that's like, sweetheart, you've got a phone call and it's Yokozuna Hakaho who's telling you, please don't quit junior high, you know, sumo. But However, the message got to him, it got to him and said, you should probably continue. I think you have more gifts than you realize. And if you want a little, if I, if I could dangle a little carrot, it would be that I've got a way for you to get into sweet Totori high. Um, yes. Which is the powerhouse sumo high school of Japan. So also the school about which people are writing romantic, <laughs> sexy short stories. Right. And if you happen to not listen to our Valentine's episode, we did a chapter, uh, from it's Totori high, but we call it sweet Totori high yep. and we've romanticized it. But, um, but anyway, as we do, as we do, but he, this is also the powerhouse sumo high school that Tadana Fuji went to and Ichinojo. So it also has a history of getting the best of the best, oftentimes 
from Mongolia. And so he knew he was probably going to be in a good place, setting him up for the absolute best transfer into pro sumo. So in high school, he did very well. In the first year, he was in the team competitions. He won back-to-back victories at the Kanazawa tournament, and he won the Tawada tournament. So second place overall for two years in a row. In his third year, he got second place. Like he, He managed to be in the top eight of all high school wrestlers. Like He was kind of the best of the best. Upon graduating from high school, so he was one of these that graduated high school, he was officially scouted by Hakaho. And I think, I mean, Hakaho's shorter. I mean, still a big guy, but fights, you know, with so much. He's so well-rounded, right? The, the stable that they're actually at was actually Akebono's stable. I've changed names a couple of times. Okay. But Hakaho, upon taking him in, has said this. And I think that even his room that he's staying in, because now he's, you know, in the top divisions, he's uh, has his own room or whatever. I think he might even be in Akebono's room, his private room at the stable. And Hakaho has said to him, okay, I can help you. We'll get you up to the top. Or I don't even know what he said. I'm making that up. I'm just fully making up what Hakaho said. But he did say to him, here's all the tapes. You better start watching all of Akebono's fights because he's another tall man. He's the only one that matches your height. You have to watch how this guy fights and you have to learn from him. I see what you're saying. Hakaho was saying, watch someone else your own height. Right. Watch how he does sumo because right. that's how you're going to learn. Right. And I mean, like I said, Hakaho is tall, but he's not six seven. Yeah. And that is a different thing that even Hako doesn't understand. He is. Where are the six foot seven men in Texas hanging out? Oh, they're around every corner. We've got oh, tons of huge man. If huge you're guys. six seven, give me a ring. That just sounds lovely. I know, but I like five seven, give me a ring. <laughs> My boyfriend's five seven. <laughs> or at least he says he is, but <laughs> maybe with cowboy boots on? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Tall, short, it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, So when he officially debuted in professional sumo, he managed to win 21 bouts in a row. He's won one championship in Makushida, one in Sandame, one in Jonidan, and one in Jonokuchi. So he had to start from the very bottom. Yeah. No, he started coming in at, uh, if you, I think if you are in a number of tournaments, you come in at that Makushida 15, I think. Don't you have to win? Oh, so, uh, no, no, you have to win no, the no. college you're right, level. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're so right. no, he had to start he at the very at my bottom. Zumo. He came at my sumo. Yeah. Just n- don't pay attention to anything I say. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm talking about. But you're saying he has won tournaments all the way along. Yeah. He has won. Uh, and it's a very fast rise. Okay. And reminds you of somebody else. Hakaho, you know, had a very fast rise in his teens. So that's pretty darn good. He didn't win Jurio. His last tournaments in Jurio, these are the records 11 4, 9 6, 10 5, and 9 6. So they're all winning records, which is pretty impressive. Obviously, he wins a lot with Yori Kitty. Like most of his four sets, going to be that's going to be his advantage and probably will continue to be his advantage. He prefers Migiyotsu, which is the left outside, right inside grip. He is statistically on track to do very well, but he has dealt with injury and he had a, I think a a right ligament 
issue. He had an injury. Mm-hmm. And so he was injurio and it, he got bumped down to Makushida. And then he fought his way back up. Or he may, yeah, I think he went down to Makushida. He fought his way back up. You know, he was interviewed this week with Hakaho sitting there beside him. There was some article that mentioned kind of the tough love that Hakaho doles out to these guys, where if you're in Makushida, you are basically an attendant. You you bump back down to attendant status. And Hakaho was like, the next tournament, or if you're not making your way back up again, even with the injury, and you fall back down again into attendant status then you're not really going to be a disciple of mine anymore. He was just like, you come back from this injury and you continue to rise and then we'll talk, you know, but if you don't, then I'm not going to really kind of waste my time on you. Well, that sounds par for the course in the sumo world, doesn't it? Right. But again, I am. not going to let you marry your sweetheart until you get Makachikoshi in the top division, even Ka- though you have three children <laughs> right? and Ka- you've been to- together for <laughs> centuries. Azabadu, age yes. 46, yes. still not married. Just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Nope. He, is, he True just story. got married. True He's story. not 46, but he did finally get married. But yes. But I also am partly making up Hakaho's words, like, don't believe anything I say. What? what? Uh, okay, now I'm confused. What is true? What is false? No, that is true. The tough love part, but the actual words I'm using, mm. he didn't He didn't say exactly that. But to those words, the to the extent of what those words meant, he was like, you're not coming back as a, an attendant if you fall again. You've got to keep rising. That's, yeah. that's the... Yeah, and that makes sense. That's the tough stuff. If you're going to keep studying sumo, you got to keep going higher and higher and improving. Absolutely. I don't know. The injury is concerning. Knee injuries are always concerning. Well, this week there was another interview with Akaho as he has, you know, they have the joint interviews where the Oyakata usually talks more. And you got a little bit of a inside look on kind of their relationship. So Hokuseiho was basically saying, you know, my rise to the top is meant to repay my oyakata for all he's invested in me. And Hakaho was like, oh, really? Yeah. He was like, you haven't paid anything yet. First get a kachikoshi and a winning special prize, and then we'll talk about it. And then- So at what point does the tough love begin? Like when you're about 15? Because it sounds like when Hokuseiho was a kid, he was nothing but encouraging. Right. Like, you're a big kid. Come on, study sumo. Come on, come on. And then on your 15th birthday, it just, it all changes. He starts bringing out the paddles and he's like, come on, (laughs) faster, faster, (laughs) bend those knees more. Come on. Well, and he, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I know that it must be just mind games, you know? It, they're all like they're this weird father figure. They're always trying to please their father. And their father is never going to dole out the love. Well, how do because, you encourage people to get better if you don't challenge them? And how do you challenge them? I don't know, because in the old days, it would just be like literally beating them. Yeah, and so, there's not so much of that happening no. anymore. We well, hope. There we is. hope. There is. That's we don't why know. Isagahama we got do the not boot. know. We do not know. Well, we do know. Isagahama got demoted because there was beating Bullying within... in his staple. Well, right. And right. that's but not because right. he was doing it. Right. Well, yeah. But whatever the case is, it's that, you know, it's we don't see all that goes on behind closed doors, but I imagine they all have to develop a new technique on how to communicate the harshness of the sport and how to train for this harsh sport 
with Japanese kids who are like, this is crazy. You know, this is too much for me. So I don't know. He's now sitting at Migashir 15 spot. He loves to eat pizza and his favorite hobby is playing video games or games. Well, if you just take his hobbies, he sounds like our nephew who also really loves pizza and loves to play video games. Right. And he's a big kid. He's like 6'2". Now, our nephew. Yeah. yeah. But our nephew would most definitely not be into getting up early and doing the sumo training. No. So Hokuseho must have something, like some fire inside. He must. Or he wants to reach the highest heights. I don't know much about his passion for sumo Seems at like all, Hakuho's but he must been, have it. Yeah. And he's been in his life for a long time. You know, it'll be interesting to see how he evolves. You know, he's 6'7", he's 375. That's how much he weighs. He debuted in March of 2020. So we're just coming up on three years. So it'll be really interesting to see how he develops, how fast he develops, if he adapts well to the harsh training. Or I don't know, but methinks he is kind of considered Hako's protege. And that's the pressure that, that that has got to be hard to live with because everybody's been watching this kid for yeah. the past couple of years going, oh, yeah. this is going to be the next Yokozuna. I just know it. Look right. how tall he is. And statistically, he maybe fits maybe. the bill. But well, it's who knows? A, maybe. But if you look statistically, it looks promising. But again, he's had injuries. Yep. He's not he's not perfect. He could have a Shodai where he's hiding an injury and falling down the ranks and that kind of stuff. And with pressure from Hakaho and the community at large. And it really takes, in my opinion, looking from the outside, it takes something so different to become that top rung Yokozuna. There's something mental and there's something heart related that you've got to have, soul related to be able to get to that highest echelon. So who knows if this kid has that. Right. He certainly has the height. And I'm really looking forward to watching him more. And he seems like he has a bit of confidence too. I don't know. Does he? Yeah. I haven't watched many of his- I mean, that was that whole quip this week with the interview is that he was maybe speaking, not out of turn, but speaking a little bit too much. And Hako shut it down immediately. and Like uh, a little too self-confident? Maybe. Is that what you're saying? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so if you see a tall, kind of gangly looking... With a great s- head of hair. His hair gra- looks comically... Great- it looks comically like a wig. Yeah. yeah it is it, so He does thick. have a lot of hair. So real tall guy with long arms, long legs, thick hair, looking very self-confident out there. You'll know it's Hokuseho. That's right. All right. I am going to switch gears. And I'm going to tell you all about Kimbozan. And I'm going to tell you right here from the beginning, I get so confused because there's been a lot of new guys coming in lately with Zan at the end, like (laughs) Bushozan, Kimbozan. Jasper (laughs) Kenneth had an Ozan at the end of his name. Uh, It's a little overwhelming. So I had to do some research to remind myself, okay, now who's this kid? Who is Kimbozan? If you're as confused as I am, I just want you to know, Last tournament, January 2023, he was J5, Jurio5. He ended with an 11-4 record, and he leapt over Hokuseho, who was ranked above him in Jurio, to end up higher than Hokuseho. So he is going to be making his debut at Maegashira 14 East. And this kid 
Kimbo's on sped through Jurio in three tournaments, okay. not four like Hokuseo, right. but three. Right. All right. So we did, we got a little taste of him last Basho. He showed up for just like a day, just like Hokuseho did. He is a man of very round face. Yes. And a neck exactly the same size. Yes. He has a like a Chiyomato sort of upper body. Just look. head. Yeah. Just head, head and neck. Yeah, he is a man destined to have jowls later in his life. And I can say that because I am also destined to have jowls <laughs> later in my life. They really run in our family. Yeah, I know. We're He's, screwed in the yeah. jowls thing. He is a tiny little man of only six foot four. He is 25 years old and about 400 pounds. Big boy. Okay. He is a big boy. He yes. looks like he's been eating well. And he's got a great, again, a great head of hair. He, yeah. he, let me just tell you this. He's the first elite wrestler from Kazakhstan. Yeah. He's not the first sumo wrestler from Kazakhstan. No, no, no. There has been another, which surprised me. But he's the first to reach Makauchi, which is really exciting. Yeah, and, and Kazakhstan is... What Russia and like all in that mix? Oh, no idea. I have oh, no idea where Kazakhstan is. Well, it's is. important because when we were talking about Mongolia, Mongolia borders China. I mean, sorry, yes, and and Russia, right? It's like this flow. It's like this country that has influences from Russia and influences from China. I'm not confident to talk about where it is on a map at all. But we talked about this eastern <laughs> yes, belt. Yes, yes. Remember it's that somewhere episode? in there. It's somewhere in there. So it borders. It's its own little thing. But it's got like the harshness of Mongolian life and the harshness of cold Russia. And you've got wrestlers who are like like tough as well like, like Mongolians are. Unfortunately, all I know about Kazakhstan is the comedy character that was created. Borat. Yes. <laughs> Borat. And I know that is not an accurate picture of Kazakhstan. So I am not confident at all talking about where this man is from. Okay? But I'm glad you are. His real name is Baltigal Yersin. Oh, Baltigal Yersin. Yeah. Let me just give you the quick down and dirty, then I'll go back and give you a little bit more detail, okay? He made his debut in September 2021. He currently wrestles for the Kisei stable, right. which means he's training with Ura, Tokushoryu, Hidenoumi, Shimanoumi. So he right. is training with some real, real stellar, yeah. stellar Rikishi. Well, it's interesting when they talk about the top wrestlers, who, what stables have the top wrestlers, and Kisei's one of them. They yeah. have 25 in Makuchi, or they have Sekitori. Yeah. But it's because of the training, like, they've raised so many great wrestlers that their daily routine wrestling is top notch. Well, you can't get to the top all by yourself. Or, well, right. you probably can, but it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's that's hard to Ichino, get to the, top. the Ichinojo story. So this kid has is really, really new. He's not one of those that has been floundering for nine, ten years to get to where he is. Okay. So and I'll tell you, I'll tell you more about his story. But because he's new, I just want you to already know that he is towing the company line. And in his interviews, he is just saying, and I quote, I want to wrestle my own style of sumo in Makauchi. <laughs> he knows he went to sumo school. Is he the foreigner in he Kisei? Knows. Yes. He's His hair one. is finally long enough to go into that top knot. He is the one he's been showing up in uh, Jurio with this long hair. It's just slicked straight back and it even has some wave in oh, it. Lovely. I'm going to so, look it up. Yeah, it's really, really lovely. Okay. But he's got finally that top knot. But let's go back. While you're looking up his photo. Okay. Let's go back to a large town in Kazakhstan. 
Large town. Large town. Not a small town. A large town. The biggest town in Kazakhstan. He has a cute dimple. I just saw. He has a right side dimple, by oh, the way. He's got a dimp. He's, he's got, got a, a miggy dimp. He's got a sweet miggy dimp. <laughs> he was born in Almaty. I love the name of this town. Almaty or Almaty. I don't know how you say it. Is Kazakhstan that place that I showed you that video of that woman who was making tangerine? I don't know. You'll have to look it up. I feel like a lot. It's an awesome place. Kazakhstan seems Let's just like say it's, it's remote. much better than Borat. Yeah. Shows that it yeah, could it be. Yeah, it's beautiful and yes. picturesque. And Let's just assume that's what it is. This like lady with these sausage type fingers just making incredible things and in, in her adorable little Kazakhstan, you know, kitchen. Anyway, I digress. Back to, <laughs> back to, what's his name? Oh my Lord, Kim Bartigal. Bozan. Baltigal. Ba- Baltigal. Yeah, Kim Bozan. Blah, blah. Mr. Yerson. Yes. He was growing up in Kazakhstan, having a wonderful time, studying judo, loving the judo, yeah. going to school. And uh, he was scouted by this um, slightly famous sumo wrestling guy called Asa Shoryu. Uh-huh. I have no idea how he met him. But Again. when he was 18 years old, oh. they met. Maybe he was just walking down the street. And at, Asa Shor- 18? at 18. And Asa Shoryu was like... Hey kid, you got something. Or <laughs> maybe I'm I'm guessing maybe it was a judo tournament that somehow Asashoryu saw him in at 18. I don't really know. That's what I couldn't find. It was exactly the meeting between the two of them. He's older. But supposedly, yes. Okay. 18. Supposedly, he told this kid he was really good at judo at 18. You know what? If you learn sumo, you'll be stronger. Mm. And that changed his life i'm sort of making fun but that is the conversation that made him go oh you know what maybe i could do maybe i could do sumo so but at like, age 18 i, I know ahead. but like he was born in 97 yes Bozan? yes when was hoshoryu born they have to be the same age no asa shoryu you said hoshoryu asa shoryu oh or did you say i thought i said asa shoryu oh well i don't know i was you heard hoshoryu i heard hoshoryu no. i was like well they're like Close Asa Shoryu. Okay. 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 <laughs> my listening skills. Also, I didn't make my coffee right, so I just don't think I'm firing on all no, cylinders. No, no, but... Former Yokozuna Asa Shoryu. Okay, okay. Somehow met him and met the nice Asa Shoryu. Not the scary one, but the nice one the who nice said, guy. you know what? If you learn sumo, you'll you get stronger. You got some kid. Yeah. You'll get stronger. So that was enough. At age 18, he transferred to a Japanese high school and began sumo wrestling. So his whole life was in Kazakhstan yes. prior to. Wow. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. So he went to Megaru Nihon University High School. After graduating, he went to Nihon University's sports science now department. Now that's a big old college program. Yes. Was a member of the sumo club and had a story there like so many others that we know. He just kind of studied sumo a lot. And then once he got to his third year in college, he was runner up at the All Japan Sumo Championship in his fourth Year in college, he got third in student championships, also qualified for the All Japan Sumo Championship. He won East Japan Studio Championships, yada, yada, yada. He did really well in sumo his third and fourth year. So upon graduating, he was advised by Nihon University, you know what, maybe you should try out for professional sumo. And he was recruited 
by Kisei Stable because Gagamaru, it's it's only slot for for yeah. a foreign sumo mm-hmm. guy. Gagamaru had just retired, uh-huh. and they said we have an open slot. And wow. you seem like the kid to take it. So he officially joined that stable September 2021, making him the second Kazakhstani professional sumo wrestler. Wow. Yeah. And he is a big deal because, like Hokuseho, he's rising fast, but he had a head start. He didn't start as a 15-year-old. Right. He started as a college athlete. Right. And uh, so he had jumped in. And he has never had a makikoshi yet. Wow! In pro sumo. Wow! Took three basho to get jurio, as I said before. He's won two lower division championships, and he just looks to keep going. Well, hence why this Asanoyama jump up to Makuchi didn't happen. This guy was ahead of him yep. in the line. Yep. And yep. he's yep. been yep. crushing it. So yep. give this guy what he's due. And this guy has never been hurt before. Uh-huh. That's his thing. Like people have said, oh, what's your plan? What do you want to do? And he's like, I just don't want to get hurt. Yeah. That is my plan. I want to keep going up and I don't want to get hurt. And he's got the, um, you know, Hokuseho is super tall, but he's not that beefy yet. Right. This kid is beefy. Yeah. Beefy. <laughs> this kid looks like he is just packed. Beef level th- on a scale of one to 10? 11. Was, he's 11. <laughs> wow. Or maybe 15. Yeah. So he's been rising fast. He is a pusher thruster. He can go to the belt as well, but his Notawa is really good. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I wonder with all of his judo, what yes. he's going to look like. Maybe more like Hoshoryu, but in a bigger package. Yeah. Because he's tall. He's 6'4", you said? Yes, yeah, 6'4". Wow. 400 that's, pounds. That's, that's Hakaho. Yeah, so he's heavier than Hokuseho. Right. Not quite as tall. Yeah. You know what? Thank you, Japanese sumo sites, because... That's about all I could find about this kid in English. But then I went to the Japanese sites and I could find so much more. So thank yeah, you, they Japan. Can, they give you the good stuff on Japanese Wikipedia. Yeah, they really, really do. But first of all, Japanese sites say he's really good at pushing and poking, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah. It, it was giving me images of like the Three Stooges doing the eye poke. <laughs> or you just walk by him and he's like, poke, poke ow. <laughs> He's got really Which strong fingers. A really strong poke. Okay, but that Pushing is... Pushing and poking. Yes. So he's very good at poking. <laughs> he's very, very he's good He's got at... a lot of beef behind him. <laughs> he does. He's a solid guy. We probably won't see those Three Stooges pokes uh, up on the doyo, he's but... He's got an adorable smile. He really does. He he's looks super cute. adorable. He's, it's just that perfectly round yeah. head that ends he at his chest. he has a sweet little smile. Yeah. Okay, the Japanese papers told me the info that I really wanted to know, and that is that he really likes fried chicken. And he loves takoyaki, but only in Osaka. Oh, okay. Nowhere else. It's got to be the Osaka takoyaki. I don't... What is takoyaki? Uh, I think it's squid, isn't it? Oh. Oof. Oof. Boy, do I have a squid story from when I was there. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me get through it, and then maybe you could take oh, us out with your squid story. I don't know if you want to hear the squid story, but oh, okay, boy. I'll tell you. Okay. According to Japanese media, he's calm. He leaves a very calm impression. And uh, he talks a lot about not only not getting hurt is like a mantra for him, just don't get hurt, don't get hurt. But also, he really is trying to embody the idea that sumo is about heart, technique, and body. All All three of them. He sounds mentally stable. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he sounds really great. He said, you know, any of these, if any of those are damaged, 
that's when I might get hurt. So I have to keep my heart, my technique, and my body strong. And I like the way that sounds. And they asked him, okay, when did you start sumo wrestling? He started sumo wrestling at age 19. Right after he showed up I in mean, Japan. that's nuts. Isn't it? That's not Like, yeah. he had just only been doing judo. judo. Yep. Wow. So but he must have been new. a big judo guy. I wonder how skinny yeah. he was when he came over. Because he's put on weight fast. Yeah. That's not very long to chunk up to his well, weight. you know, he's not... He's not ginormous. No, he's not. You know, he's putting it on slowly. Yeah. And he is getting stronger. Do you want to hear what takoyaki is? I now know. Now I know. Okay, go for it. It is a ball-shaped Japanese snack. You see them in there, like, they fry them, and then they have the chopstick that they they flip them. And it's filled with minced meat or octopus scraps, pickled ginger, green onion. And Yum. then they put a little sauce all over it. It's yeah. really I, I know what those are. You like that? Um, I, I've had them before, and I remember it being – it's like a fried – street food it's yummy yeah but my squid story was we went to a formal japanese dinner because these lovely people wanted to treat us but i don't eat seafood so it was just not the right place the right time to not eat seafood but the first course was little dead baby squid on a plate that was raw and uh i didn't know like a, how to eat it, because I was like, I'd probably choke on it. It was small, but still weird enough that when you put it in your mouth, it's like sliver down your throat, you mm. know? And um, it was a lot to ask. So my friend Kevin went with me, and he I he knew what I was up against. Is a lovely, completely lovely Japanese dinner that I knew probably from start to finish was going to be absolutely nothing I'd want to eat. And... Uh, he created a diversion because he could see the panic in my eyes. Mm -hmm. He created a diversion for the two ladies to look away. And then he quickly grabbed the squid off of my plate and then he ate it. That's nice. That's Kevin. friendship. That is that friendship. That is friendship. I would not have done that. I would have watched you squirm <laughs> and left. <laughs> I just didn't want to tell them. I mean, you know, the meal must have been so expensive. Yeah. That that one dead baby squid was probably very expensive. Probably. Uh, but I, there's just some things you can't do. And raw squid <laughs> on a plate is one of those was for one you? of those that I was like, uh, uh, this is asking too much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But then in return, we made a beef stew for them at our house. And that was probably too much it, for them. It was. I watched them just poke it around and be like, that was delicious. And you're like, you didn't need any of that. Yeah. And so it all came around. <laughs> all good. Okay. The back to Kimbo-san. He loves Western music, which I think means U.S. music, I think. Oh. Um, he loves Walking. He loves taking walks. Well, I like walking. And he loves watching movies. I do too. His favorite food is sushi, especially with salmon on it. Okay. His favorite TV program or YouTube YouTube channel? He loves cars. Okay. He loves muscle training. So he's watching car videos and muscle training videos, like how to work out and cool cars. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Seems appropriate for his age, doesn't it? Yeah. His favorite manga or movie? Fast and Furious. Makes Tokyo sense. Drift. Right? Because he likes the cars. Of course. Uh, and the Avengers. Yes. So. He's got great taste. I know. All the things next I time, agree on. The he seems rather normal. Yeah. He's just you a know? regular kid. Just a big beefy kid who loves the Avengers and Fast and Furious and is watching car videos on YouTube. Started sumo at age 19. Like, he, this is an easy kid to get behind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So Kim Wait, Bozon. How old is 97? So he's, he's what, 25? 20, yeah, he's 25. 25. 25 year old right. boy. And he's who young, loves the so Avengers. that's great. You Actually, know? this reminds me of the kids that I teach. Yeah. Who are just like, oh man, the Fight Club is the best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of seems like that. Yeah. Well, and that's that sounds right. If you're gonna be a wrestler, you like it fast and furious. Yeah. You're doing kind of something dangerous. So it makes sense that you'd be drawn to dangerous movies or yeah. action packed movies. Making great money and probably yeah. planning to get a car someday. Well, he's got to win a tournament, then he might get the yeah. car. Yeah. Well, the kid's rising fast. And the question for this kid is where where are you gonna stop? Where's it gonna start to get challenging right. for you? I think they hit a wall in Makuchi. So we'll see where that wall is. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't, then they're like Hakaho and they're truly, yeah. you know, uh, incredibly gifted. Yeah. But hopefully for this kid, he'll keep on rising. I hope so. And Hokuseiho. I hope both of them do. Yeah. So there's a lot of hope down in the lower part of this Bonzuke. There's a yeah. lot of new blood. Yeah. And a lot of like, oh, how will these kids do yeah. against some of these other guys? So it's kind of exciting. And there is one more new guy. We'll talk about him next week. That's right. Yep. Who shows on. There's a lot of talent coming up. These wrestlers we're talking about have been on the radar for the people who watch their lower ranks for a while. So they're um, they're on their way up, y'all. It's pretty exciting. All right. I think that's it for today. That's right. Until next week, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See you later. Bye. Bye.